Hello, Victoria, and how are you? Hello. That's all I can say. Hello. Okay. <laughs> are you doing an impression of your own daughter? Are you re- are you ready for an autumnal walk down memory lane? <laughs> Am I going to slip down the snicket? <laughs> well, indeed, Ooh, Mrs. Why? Yes. Why? Why? Well, we're going to talk about an old case because I've oh, not I've the found... autumn of our lives. <laughs> As a measure of how chaotically disorganised I am, I was looking for something completely different and came across some old notes about um, a story that I covered um, uh, a few years ago, um, in fact, in 2014, so it is a few years ago, and it was the trial of Rolf Harris, everybody's favourite pedo painter. And all didgeridoo, didgeridoo, and didn't he do, didgeridoo-don't. Well, he did do. He did very much. Our, our, everyone's favourite all-round family sex offender. Didn't he go bingity bingity bong? Yes, that's what. Bong. He used to. And what he, was that he about? Has, well, Rolf always. He also used to have a wobble board, which is like a sheet of metal that he used to sort of shake backwards and forwards. He'd go busha 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 busha. I bet he, he did. Noises. Yeah, well, absolutely. Everybody wants to get on Rolf's wobble board. I'd like a wobble board. <laughs> like a wobble board with dirty Rolf. <laughs> I'd like to wobble aboard. Oh, no, I wouldn't like to wobble aboard Rolfie's Express. Thank you. <laughs> wobble aboard. Who's wobbling aboard? Who's wobbling into the sea? I think I'm a bit too old for him. <laughs> but, who's, but who's wobbling into the sea later? Who is wobbling? Oh, what? who's wobbling around the Devon coast, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's wobbling oh. around the Plymouth Hoe? <laughs> a blessed mermaid. Sent to lure the sailors. <laughs> She's not going to lure many sailors looking like that. Oh, you love her. She's uh, all men who set eyes on her are due to fall in love with her. Oh, is that true? Isn't that the myth? That's the Ulysses thing, isn't it? You're not getting mixed up with the sirens. <laughs> yeah, are they not mermaids? I don't think so. The sirens were just, they lived on a rock and they lured sailors to their I desk. I don't think you'd get her mixed up with a siren. With well, their beautiful other than singing. A, another. Ah, 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 that kind of siren. <laughs> Nino, Nino. So welcome, listeners. Welcome one and all. <laughs> Huzzah. To our non-true crime... <laughs> fake, true crime podcast. Fake news podcast. I'm Ben Ando. I'm a former BBC News correspondent. All-round bad egg. You are. You're I right. have got an egg head. You've got an eggy heady. But you know I have. Now I shave it. Now I shave it. I've got nothing on top at all. It must feel nice to be an egg. I used to have a monk-style tonsure, but now I have nothing, so I shave it all off. Just on my head, I hasten to add. Mm, And my nuts, they're shaved as well. Nuts! Hard nuts! Thanks, everyone. Is that more information than you needed? When it gets hot, you need to, don't you? I don't know. I don't have any. The only nuts I have to do with are macadamias. I love yeah. a macadamia nut. And they're as bald you... as you are. <laughs> they are. Mm. But they taste a lot better when rolled around the mouth, I'm sure. <laughs> How are you this week? I'm okay, actually. Sorry, yeah. bye week. Yeah, I'm good. I'm quite excited because I've got a fun weekend planned with my chums. Fun, um, fun, fun. Going away to a little train exhibition. So I'm really thrilled about that. What do you do there then? When I say little trains, I mean little tiny trains, little miniature ones. Um, we stand around and talk about how great we are. The same thing I do anywhere I go. Oh, so you do and they stand around agreeing? Of course they do. Is that how... <laughs> they Ooh, don't. That sounds they like They give fun. me grief. They say, stop standing, standing around talking about how great you are. 
Also, everyone's like, oh, we really love going on the weekend, except Ben keeps on turning up and talking about how great he is. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, that happens every time. I don't <laughs> Do you notice them standing me. around the back with their little models in their hands? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you're excited. I'm excited. Ben is feeling excited. But who are you? I'm Victoria Mitzi. I also am a little excited to kick back, crack open a cider... 8am, never a better time. Whatever time you're listening, is that, oh, Ben's got a little beer. Just seen it. He has. That was good. Tasty. And uh, I am a journalist and a podcaster, and I'm saying hello to my friends now. Oh, you were looking wistfully into the middle distance when you said that. Yeah, some gulls went mad outside. Did you hear? Can you hear that? Gulls ah. go mad in Devon. <laughs> yeah, and plop all over my windows. <laughs> Girls with low self-esteem. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about them in just a moment. <laughs> you say After... girls or girls? Girls. Is it girls going mad or girls going mad? No, there are no girls going mad. It's quite quiet. Is it just girls? Was it girls or was it seagulls? Don't say that I've got a good Devon accent. Not another person. Or Devon knows how she makes it so creamy. Um. Oh, yeah, that, that's actually really misplaced when I was just about to intro Rolf. <laughs> but tell Far me about away. exciting In... things I want to know what's happened to you over the past week um, After you tell me who you are I just told you who I was at the start of that sequence You're not even listening, you? are you? No, I yes. didn't I was, I was concentrating on trying not to let my icy drink You can ask me again how I am And you'll have to cut that bit out Because it makes you sound stupid How? <laughs> Fuck off <laughs> I'm not allowed to swear um, Oh, come on, how you always you? swear um, I'm great, thanks. I've had a really good week. What have I been doing? I went up to Sheffield for a sort of a kind of business come leisure trip on Tuesday into Wednesday. And I'm all excited about my um, weekend that I've already told you about. And what did I do last weekend? I can't remember what I did last weekend. Have you eaten oh, yeah. anything good? I, I, um, yeah, I'm always eating good. Things. I had a lovely steak at an Italian restaurant on Tuesday. Oh my God, it was delicious. Don't was make me really... jealous about lovely steak. I don't oh, have lovely yeah, steak that was here. Really good. You'd have mm. thought, surrounded by cows, I'd have lovely steak. And it was, and the starter, I never, never, never have starter of soup, but the soup was a, a Taleggio soup and it was absolutely. What's Taleggio? Uh, it's like an Italian creamy cheese. It was Taleggio and Gorgonzola soup, which, and Gorgonzola is obviously Italian blue cheese. It was absolutely delicious. Really, Italy tasty. knows how they make Ben's soup so creamy. Mm, yeah, well, they do. Absolutely. Forza. It was delicious. It was buonissimo. Where was that? Mm, buonissimo. Oh, that was in Sheffield. Um, I can't even remember. <laughs> That's I... always where I associate with great Italian food. Honestly, it was bonkers. So I arrived in Sheffield with my um, business partner, Mike, checked into the hotel. We went and sat outside. It was balmy and sunny. It was a bit like being in San Remo, not Sheffield. It was just gorgeous and then we met the people we were meeting all went for this italian meal it's absolutely lovely i could have I, I felt like i was you know in downtown Syracuse or somewhere it was lovely i feel like i'm on holiday quite a lot when i just go outside in devon yes indeed especially absolutely. now i've moved into like. the sticks that's right you're a holiday ho in devon <laughs> i'm a holiday ho <laughs> ho 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 right, ho de ho there are a couple of things I want to mention that we missed out on from last episode. Mm, go on. One of them is that it was episode. Do you know what number episode it was? I haven't got the foggiest idea. I couldn't if even you're guess. shouting at your speakers at home, it was 69. Ooh, uh, missus. <laughs> Brilliant. Nice round number. We've flown past a 69 looking a gift horse in the mouth there. 
Oh, and the week before would have been 68. Yeah, and the week before that... <laughs> you do me and I owe you one. Hey? 68 is you do me and I'll owe you one. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Come on. You must have heard that before. No, never. <laughs> I don't exist on that level. <laughs> oh, it's okay. all about the give. Oh, okay. Well, there you go then. You'd be ideal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or the take. No, no, no. Take, take. Got it wrong. <laughs> take, take. <laughs> and... Take, take with you. Go and... on. And... Yeah. I can't remember the other thing. I always get so excited and then forget. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. How about you? How what's it, how, what have you done your week and what have you been eating? My bye week. Care. Not that you care. Yeah, you do care. When it comes to food, <laughs> you're like, I'm not here. Oh really? True. I've been I had a we had to test the fish and chips in my new homestead. Mm. So that was yesterday. And how were the fish and chips in your new homestead? They were okay, they won. In comparison to my old village, because now yeah. I talk village, big village style. Yeah. That's me. Um, they won on the fish steaks, so yes. that was quite good. Uh, but they lost on the chip. The chips were really good in the last place. Fish good, chips bad. What do you like out of a good chip? Oh, I mean, I'm not a good person to ask, because everybody seems to think that the way I like my chips is revolting. Well, that's quite interesting um, I- for starters. First of all, I don't like crispy ones at all. I like them quite soft and squashy. Uh, I don't I, like nineteen seventies. That's why they were like when that get, in the late seventies and early eighties when I started eating. When you get chips, chips in a bag, there's always those little crispy bits, and everybody seems to rave about the crispy bits, and I hate them. I just like the big, long, thick, soft, stoppy ones. Sloppy ones. Stroppy. <laughs> You're in the squashy right place here. Is <laughs> squashy is what I was trying to say and failing. By the way, do you like my new glasses? Oh, I noticed something different about you. I thought it was more moustache. I'm channeling a bit of Harry Hill with these, I like to think. Not as funny. No, of course I'm not as funny. He's very, very funny. I do think Harry Hill is a very, very funny man. Yeah, your glasses are nice. They're quite Thank interesting you. specs. <laughs> X-ray specs. I get the day! Oh, really? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, you can do it on The Mermaid in a minute. I wonder if, if you had X-ray vision like Superman, I wonder if it would work if you're looking at a computer screen or you have to be looking at the real person. You have to surely have to be looking at the real person because all I'm seeing there is it's like some pixels on a, on a screen. You're turning into more of a weirdo every time I, I talk to you. I'm a bit of a weirdo, I know. Yeah, it's it's all this reading about Rolf. Oh, really? Is it turning you into a pedo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not turning into a pedo. Would you, mm. if you started turning into a pedo, would you go, oh, yeah, I think I am, actually. Like, um, th- actually, the Terminator had to interview a pedo. Um, I can't... I've had to interview pedos before. Have you? I interviewed one who'd been chemically castrated. He was taking these tablets to kill his sex drive. Did you sound it like was, the Bee Gees? You know was, okay, so uh, uh, you know what was horrible about a pedo? Was that he was oh, very... except all the nice stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what was particularly horrible about the pedo, because it was physically what was horrible about the pedo, was that he had like, he obviously had hardly any testosterone at all. So he had kind of very sort of feminine kind of squashy flesh and sort of like almost like hip meat sort of skin fat. That's yeah, sort revolting of like, you know, anyway in its own right. What I mean, it's sort of like he was very estrogen rich. Oh, that's really horrible of me to say that. That, Why? but I'm just thinking. I could just say it's revolting. Maybe some people just like that. No, I think it was the drugs they put him on. Yeah, no, he he is clearly being affected by that. To but stop I think his it... pods producing anything, stop him having any sex drive. But was that 
ordered by someone? I think it was. I think he was off, offered either go to prison or carry, take part in this experimental chemical castration campaign. Mind you, this I, this interview was when I was still at ITN, so it's been before two thousand and four. I mean, for all I know, he. I don't know what happened to him. That's slightly electrotherapy styley, isn't it? I don't think they stuck any kind of electrodes up his anus or anything. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't advise asking, but you're probably safe at your age. They hadn't clipped anything to his sort of la- slightly pointy nipples. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just. I mean, could this get any more revolting? <laughs> but um, what was the upshot of the interview? Oh, were you were you able to be that. nice to him? Of course, I was. I was professional. I was civil. But what did he say? What was the point to talk to him about the castration? Well, the point was, he said, I, I have these urges. That I know they're wrong. I've opted for chemical castration, and so far, I haven't had the urges again. So it's working. Well, apparently, I mean, it's it's about power I mean, is, doing that, isn't it? You, so, well, maybe. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I, I don't know why why pedos do what they do. The point is, sexual urges are very strong, and you you can you can try to rehabilitate someone who has been thieving or has been doing. Well, we can talk about nonces here because you know why they why nonces are called nonces, don't you? No, I don't. Because in prison, if you go to a crime of avarice, such as fraud or burglary or robbery, that's seen as a sensible grown-up crime because you were trying to get more money. If you go into prison because you carried out a rape or you carried out a sex assault on a child, that's what's known as a nonsense crime. Hence, those who commit nonsense crimes are nonces. Oh, interesting. Mm. Anyway, so back to the pedo. So he was saying that he mm. was taking these um, pat tablets to reduce his sex drive so he wouldn't have the urge to offend because he was realistic enough to know that his instincts were so strong that he would struggle, he would find it very, very difficult not to offend, even though you or I might say, well, of course you shouldn't offend because um, being a pedo is a dirty, filthy, stinking, horrible thing to do. But I thought it was all about, uh, well, mainly about being an opportunist and being manipulative. Yeah, okay, sure it is. But if you've got if you haven't got that urge in the first place, then you're not going to do all those things. I mean, who as I said to you, who knows why pedos do what they do? Who knows why pedos peed? But the point is, they um they do. That's quite funny. And if you can take away that urge to do that thing, however they do it, whether they do it through manipulation, whether they do it because they have the opportunity, because they're asked to look after a small child, whatever it is, if you take away the urge for them to do that that peedy thing they do, then that's got to be a good thing, surely. But did you find out if it worked then? he said it did work he said he had no since he'd gone on the chemical castration course which had only been probably been about six months or something at that time it had worked he hadn't wanted to offend he hadn't wanted to have any kind of sexual contact with children okay should we do a test on you give you some chemical castration <laughs> not a chance and also you say oh sexual urges are really strong can you really sit I mean, you're speaking as a middle-aged yourself? woman you're speaking as a middle-aged none, woman here. Got none got frozen Oi, keys down in because... How dare you? What? That sounds quite nice to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I re- and QED, I rest my case, my love. <laughs> Why did you say that, though? What did you want the effect of that to be? Crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never find the peas again. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be straight up the bird's eye (laughs) very good so it's been a good two weeks it has it has been a good two weeks (laughs) 
Anyway, right. So come on, let's talk Rolf Harris. We've got to get on with this. Go on, Dan. So, so we're 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 having a sort of a um uh a, 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 <laughs> we're pleasing a you all by making podcast... Ben go down and retrieve his notes. We're having a podcast throwback because I I was looking for something completely different. Because we are podcast throwbacks. Yeah, I was looking for something completely different. I came across some old notes about the Rolf Harris trial, um, and my mind was cast back to last um, to last September, a year ago, uh, when Rolf Harris was uh, seen in scruffy clothes walking his dog near his Berkshire home, and they've managed to find a particularly unflattering photo of poor Rolf. Uh, They're going to get the worst, don't they? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, he's sort of pulling a particularly unfortunate face. Uh, He's ninety years old. He might be ninety-one now. Actually, he's. Oh, his birthday on March the 31st. So, yeah, he must be 91 now. Uh, he's still living in Berkshire. He served three years behind bars for a string of historical sex offences, and he was jailed uh, in June 2014. Well, he was, he was, his sentence was five years and nine months in prison for a dozen indecent assaults against four teenage girls between 1968 and 1986. But of course, he was, you know, you, you never serve a full sentence if you if you behave yourself in jail. And he was released on license after three years in May 2017. And anyway, so what I was looking for, through was my notes about some of these um, alleged uh, offences. Now, one was in, so the first one in 1969, uh, this was in Portsmouth, funnily enough, your neck of the woods. That's Plymouth. Thank you. Uh, oh, sorry. Yes, it is. Aha, so going to leave that in, that mistake. So this is, a, this is a girl of roughly seven or eight who was queuing for an autograph. He touched her forcefully twice. He had big, hairy hands. Her life changed that day, and she said, I was not the same child. My life changed. Now, he says that that was a case of mistaken identity. He was never there. There were no records of the visit. Now, the next one that he was um, uh, charged with was... 1969, Darwin, Australia. A girl who was 11 years old was sick and went to a friend's house. Now, Rolf was downstairs oiling wood. I don't think that's a euphemism. Uh, he, <laughs> he said he wanted to be the first to tongue kiss her, and she froze. She says, oh, no. I was repulsed, absolutely repulsed. Now, again, he admits he was there, or he admitted he was there, but he said the incident simply did not happen. Is this from your notes? Yeah, this is all from my notes. Okay. Trial. Then in 1970 in New Zealand, a 16-year-old girl was waitress at a cocktail party. She agreed to dance with Rolf and he touched her. She walked away and told her mother that he was a vile and repulsive man. Uh, he admits meeting her because there were photos taken of that meeting, but he said she was lying about the fact that he touched her. In 1970 in Malta, a girl who was 18 was on holiday with her boyfriend who cut his toe. Again, not a euphemism. Rolf helped her them and then showed her his art in a darkened room. She said she thought she was going to be raped, but then he stopped. It was surreal. And I don't think she's talking about the art. He again claimed she was lying. And then the last of this particular little batch is in 1975 to 78. So this is you know, quite a big window of opportunity here. In Cambridge, my neck of the woods, a girl uh, aged 14 said she was indecently assaulted during a recording of the Star Games show. He was playing with a dog and he grabbed her bottom. She said, it was groping. I knew it was wrong. Rolf Harris said he'd never been to Cambridge and then said none of the performers knew where they were during the recordings anyway, so he might have been. And then there are lots of ones that refer to the same uh, woman who was a friend of the family in various places in South London and in Bray. Uh, 
and this is a, 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 a friend of a, a friend of the family. Um, so yeah, it's just interesting to go through the, these old old notes and see all the, all the things that were said about poor old Rolf. Well, I say poor old Rolf. He's not poor old at all. He was found guilty and convicted, and has covered and has now served his debt to society. And we so all they, know what victims have to go through to secure a conviction time and time again. Yeah, I mean, my recollection of the trial, it's actually interesting. My recollection of that trial is that um, it did very much feel right from the get-go that the case against Rolf was fairly compelling. I think anybody who was covering that trial would have been incredibly surprised if Rolf Harris had not been found guilty. Um, I don't recall him being found guilty of all the charges against him, but he was certainly uh, convicted, as I said, of... um, uh, a dozen uh, indecent assaults against four different teenage girls between 1968 and 1986. So clearly, um, yeah, there was in, there was lots of evidence against him. There were lots of testimony, and lots of you know brave women came forward to give evidence, and the jury believed them. Well, I think also he's part of the Savile Media. What should we say? Trend. That I think it was, no, it was, it was okay at that time, according to people around them. I shouldn't use the word okay. I should say that it was actually accepted by quite a lot of adults, both male and female, that there were little girls hanging around men of dubious character (laughs) who were were well known. It's true, isn't it? I mean, you can't have not noticed this behaviour from Rolf Harris at the time because there was so much of it. Um, Yet people make excuses and they fanny about for want of a better word they do though people make excuses well no i mean i think if, if you go back to the 1970s and the 1980s and we talked about trials of other entertainers from that era who were uh, accused of behaving inappropriate well it, call it inappropriate behavior or call it sexual assault there was this sense wasn't there that in the 70s and the 80s those who entertained those who had fame could pretty much do anything they like. And the difficulty is, if you ask, often there are, you know, women and men who will sleep with celebrities just purely because they're celebrities, for example. I mean, that's, that is, we know that happens. Let's not pretend. And it, I suspect it can be quite difficult if you are a celebrity to know whether the person you are with is there because you they want to just sleep with you because they're you're famous or whether they don't want to sleep with you and you completely misunderstood. Did you think people wanted to sleep with you because you were famous? No one ever did. <laughs> Sadly, did they fight much as I off, tried, obviously. Did they fight off your lecturer's advances? <laughs> All the time. Get, and they, they shouted, go away, egghead. <laughs> That's exactly what they said. <laughs> That's exactly what they said. That, that, those very words, I think, <laughs> ringing in my ears time and time again. Eggy-ando. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, um, they also, just in the one line that I've been looking at here whilst looking at the bar of shame on the Daily Mail because I went on to the wrong uh, the side. side. bar of shame. <laughs> um, it says of the 12 convictions, one was overturned on appeal in November 2017 and a jury chose not to convict him in two additional cases in the same year. So if that's anything to go by, there may have been an element of what you're saying, which tends to happen, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And people come forward who perhaps have different, you know, they, they you can get a nice amount of money from the papers for a story like this as well. <laughs> so, uh, talking of, of um, sort of rolling Rolf and, into uh, with Jimmy Savile, um, one amusing sidebar I noticed uh, quite recently was that um, Carol Baskin, the star of the hit Netflix series Tiger King, 
um, fell victim to a prank by an Australian comedian. Because um, she she will record sort of video messages for a fee via the celebrity messaging service Cameo, which you may have heard of it. And he got her to record in this clip. Hey, this is Carol Baskin saying, hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol Baskin at Big Cat Rescue. Hi, Rolf Harris. All your kids wanted to get together and tell you you have really touched them and they, they love all that you've done for them. I hear there's a lot of great stories about you and your best friend, Jimmy Savile. Can't wait to hear those. Happy birthday, Rolf. <laughs> she was totally... I'm, I'm here agog. <laughs> I wonder if, actually, I wonder if you can get the recording of that and play it into the podder. Oh, Yes. And actually, you... here it is. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol Baskin at Big Cat Rescue. Hi, Rolf Harris. All your kids wanted to get together and tell you that you have really touched them and that they love all that you have done for them. I hear there's a lot of great stories about you and your best friend, Jimmy Seville. Can't wait to hear those. Happy birthday, Rolf. There you go. That's done then. Oh, well done. Fantastic. Oh, well, that was hilarious. I mean, you know. I love your, I love your jolly banter. Hilarious. That was brilliant. Well done. So so, um, this this comedian, Tom Armstrong, his name is, he said, he said he's he's well known for his pranks, apparently, in Australia. And uh, he said, if this doesn't break the internet, I give up. He agreed to the message at all and coupled with her mispronunciation strongly suggested it says here that carol baskin was unaware of the scandals surrounding either man did you see that show what show the tiger, tiger show i watched a couple of episodes couldn't really get into it no me it neither right. everyone said it was brilliant but now yeah. i've seen it i'm quite pleased i've seen it a bit to see her and know who she is but Excellent. i didn't know that um Tiger King star was bisexual like us. Uh, <laughs> he may be like you. He's not like me. No, Tiger King star. That's I think right. got, he was in a relationship with similar. that guy. Who he was in a relationship with that guy with him, wasn't he? Oh yeah. Maybe you I thought idiot. he was gay. That's why. Ah, I see. No, I think he's bisexual. Hmm. I'm trisexual. Oh God, <laughs> go on. Tell me what that means, as if I care. Try anything. Oh no! <laughs> You're not pansexual. Peter you do Pan. it with frying pans. <laughs> Bong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what other sexuals are there? That's a similar sound to Rolf's wobble board. And with that, we'll be started. <laughs> wibble wobble. Okay. Okay, moving on to Devon mermaids, of course. Oh, God, no. Do we have to? <laughs> magical, and it's the magical Devon mermaid who comes to life in the water. On dry land, Catherine, with a Y, Collings, has used a wheelchair, but when she puts on her tail and slips into the water, she finds freedom. That must be really nice. It's actually like I laugh because I just thought, oh, you know, fully grown women dressing as mermaids. Um, but... Actually, it's a lovely story. If you've got chronic pain, to be able to get into the sea, and you can see this if you Google Catherine with a Y, Collings, um, then you can see her basking like a mermaid, can't you, Ben? So her boyfriend is um, 
called Sam, and he has become what they call her mer-tender because he lifts her in and out of her wheelchair and supports her while she sings. And if you really want to, there is a video of her singing as well. You can watch that too. I oh, is that, strongly, that? Okay. The I strongly noisy. recommend not to, but you can. <laughs> it's quite noisy when it just spools forward on the site. But what I don't get about this is, I mean, okay, so they put these, they pull on these kind of like, pantsuit things that have got tails on and then they wiggle around in the water i mean it's not i mean proper mermaids can breathe underwater they live underwater these are just sort of adults who sort of ba- did you just around. actually say proper mermaids yeah proper real grown-up you know real authentic mermaids you know like what really exist okay then well i'm glad you're getting more and more scientific as the weeks yeah, roll by know. as the bi can by. i just say i'm not the one who confused mermaids for sirens <laughs> i don't well tell me the difference then Furnish me with the information. The sirens lived on a rock and lured sailors to their deaths with their beautiful singing. And mermaids don't do that. Unfortunately, judging by this video, Catherine Collings (laughs) will be luring no one to death with her singing. I'll have you. Well, maybe. (laughs) Unless that is is, they decide to stab themselves in the ears. Oh, that's bizarre. Um, I've actually... She is part of a growing community of mermaids throughout Devon and around the world. I might join the community. She's from Tynmouth. Okay. I might represent, well, I might represent Ivy Bridge. Oh, God. Call myself Ivy the Mermaid. And you can put that video on our podcast. (laughs) Mermits. I might have to borrow, my daughter has a mermaid outfit. And okay. it, it's got a few different parts. Bought it in Spain, where of course they they cater for very sensibly for girls to dress up as mermaids and float around. But actually, she because she has to pull the tail on, and it leads us into great difficulty when she's trying to swim around a puddle of pools. <laughs> so, the Tenmouth mermaid first found fame throughout the southwest for her singing. Originally, Catherine dressed as a pirate when she was performing, but her long dress and cloak caught in her wheelchair and once she was nearly strangled. Oh, my God. Like sort of, have you ever heard of the, the, um, the dancer Isadora Duncan? Yes. She died with her scarf was caught she in the did. wheel of a, of a car and broke her neck. Oh, my God. Okay. So, da- her, so, so Catherine's dad, Steve, it says here, came up with the idea of her dressing as a mermaid, not realising it would also help his daughter cope with functional neurological disorder, FND, and non-epileptic attacks which short-circuit the brain and send her whole body into mer spasms that can put her into hospital. I made that bit up. Into spasms. <laughs> what, you made up the mer spasms? The mer spasms. That can send her whole body into spasms that can put her in hospital for up to three weeks at a time. And she's been dressing now as a mermaid for about three years to perform as a singer at sea shanty festivals throughout the southwest do you like a sea shanty um not really no do you like a sea shanty oh there's that craze for about six months ago wasn't there 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 was that sea shanty that was number one all the time it was all right. What was that? Soon may the well man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. She do, This one looks quite different. Under the water, you're like, oh, she's quite nice. And then, like you do in oh, all our weird Hang on, sorry, can I just clarify? She is an attractive lady. I mean, no question. Yeah, The I one in the sea? No, the one in the swimming pool. Catherine, Catherine Collings is attractive. But who's the one in the video then? I thought Mermaid it was Pearl. Pearl. That's Mermaid Pearl. Oh, that's a different one. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, yeah. Feel free not to bother clicking on the Mermaid Pearl video. Oh, I see. Okay, I can see. 
There really is something magical about being a mermaid. Can I also just say on a serious note that I think the water has amazing healing properties? Oh, God, you're going to talk about crystal skulls next, aren't you? Crystal skulls? That sounds quite death metal. They have amazing healing powers. Do they? What's that? No, of course they don't. They're, they're, they're glass skulls. You don't believe in anything like that. Um, I know quite a lot of people who believe in healing crystals. Yeah, actually, my daughter's girlfriend believes in healing crystals. Is she very well? No, not especially. <laughs> there you um, go, then. There's a lovely rainbow outside my window. It must be a sign that it's time to end the podcast. <laughs> no, that was a sign. There was a sign from Satan. Bit Maybe earlier. it's a sign to tell me that I'm wrong to be so um, sceptical about the healing powers of the sea and crystals. Do you hate all that stuff as much as you hate quinoa and stuff like that? Um, Probably not quite as much. I wouldn't say I hate it. I just discard it. I it just it, I'm just completely ambivalent to it. It means nothing to me. My mother's into all that stuff, all crystals and things. And so my youngest daughter, we went and visited her a short time ago because my youngest daughter is also into it all and has decided she wants to be a witch, a white witch, obviously. Amazing. And my mother's like that. So they go and talk about crystals and spells and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's really good. Things. Does your mum do spells and stuff? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's why I've had such a great life. I think you do spells. <laughs> I can spell. You can spell, but that well, what's just... what's that? That's that's of no importance when you can do spell spells. Well, being able to spell, I think being able to spell is really important. No one cares about spelling anymore. Get with the program. I I, th- I think actually it's a mistake, a big mistake to think people don't care about spelling. I think they do care. They might say they don't, but they do. And if you see, send an email that's properly written, grammatically correct, and well and properly spelled, then that will that will impress. And if you send an email that's full of you know sort of text speak and misspellings and they might not say anything to you because they're too polite but they'll go oh god you know they'll pull the kind of face you pull who are you basing this on because i work with the majority of it actually hands up as my five-year-old would say hands up who cares about spelling because most of the people that i work with cannot spell for toffee yeah so they're bound to say they don't care about spelling because they can't do it you're talking um, off mic ben they're bound to say that's they can't. much better they, they're bound to say that they don't care about spelling because they can't do it no more ben in the toilet I think we've got to have a flushy chain sound effect there. <laughs> yeah, you should. That'd be funny. But the, <laughs> but that was funny. But the, the thing is, this is the point. It's one of those things where, like, you know, looking smart when you go to an interview or something, where if you don't do it, nobody's probably going to say anything, but they will judge you for it. Oh, it does my head in. I have to say I'm completely in agreement with you, but nobody else seems to care. I cannot believe that people aren't ashamed of their lack of spelling but, as well. Well, that's a different thing. I mean, I, I do feel sorry for people who, for whatever reason, haven't had a decent education. Oh, I'm not poo-pooing people in that boat, but these people yes, aren't you in are. that You're boat. Yes, you are. You're poo-pooing everybody. You're I'll poo-poo, poo-poo you as Lady my poo. daughter would say. Lady poo-poo. Lady, Lady poo-poo. <laughs> That's that's my pop name. You keep looking out the window and then you go off mic. You should be a professional. <laughs> it's stinky mitts. Benedict. Stinky Nick's mitts. What? Stinky mitts. Stinky Nick's mitts. Oh, don't be cruel. Um, I'm looking out, do I'm you looking miss? out the window. To yeah, look, I know. Looking... I know, but you should just stop it. Because I'm looking out the window to look at Otherwise, we'll get we'll get everyone complaining about you being in the toilet as I ha- and I have to put up with the complaints, not you. Um, do you miss broadcasting? Do I miss broadcasting? Yeah. No, not remotely. Not really? at all. 
don't miss the I mean, buzz, I miss the excitement. The, okay, I miss some of the people. I, I, yeah, I mean, I used to like doing it, but I did it for 30 years. You Do know. you miss the flirting? <laughs> I'm known as the, the office flirting. flirt at work. Did you know that? Who was the office? You were the office flirt. Mm, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, do you miss that then? Flirting? Yes. I like it said in a Devon accent. <laughs> flirting. <laughs> Draw back the curtain, do some flirting. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> do I miss what? Broadcasting? Massively. No, I didn't yeah. ask you. I don't care if you miss it or not. You ask me if I do. Oh, farts to you then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Friday. what are you? What's for dinner? And then we can go. Um, I am having a nice warm salad with it. Well, a oh, so I'm sorry. So, that that statement just went completely paradoxically wrong. So a bit of um, bit of uh, tuna, um, some oh. green beans, potatoes, fresh potatoes, or in a tin, avocado. No, not fresh tuna. In a tin tuna, always. I hate fresh tuna in a, in a, a, a salad niçoise. I know people rave about tuna steak. Oh, I do I'm like a pre- tuna steak. I'd oh, like one now. I much prefer a nice tin tuna. And um, <laughs> I'd much prefer beans out of a tin. So, some nice romaine lettuce and a bit of my own um, salad dressing. Which What's is a your own salad dressing? Olive oil, balsamic vinegar, lemon juice, mustard, and a tiny little bit of brown sugar. Mm, that sounds oh yeah, nice. that's what I'm talking about. On white yeah. wine vinegar. Although I quite like at the moment, I'm quite liking the Pizza Express type of dressing. Honestly, whatever nice. listeners we have still hanging in are really not at all interested in either my dinner or your pizza set. No one's. Inter- well, you just wait till you find out what I'm having for dinner. What are you having for dinner? Salmon Wellington. Oh, that sounds nice. Actually, yeah, that thank sound you. Nice. Up your yeah. ass. <laughs> what are you having it with, though? Uh Broad beans, French beans, and another type of bean. Okay. I could have I, said a bean mix. I, I like a bean medley. I, I like. I um, love a bean. I like broad beans. <laughs> I just laugh my headphones off. <laughs> what do you like, Ben? I like a broad bean. I like an edamame bean. Well, like that's in that's in my salad actually. There'll be some edamame bean in my salad. Just um, one not... bean, singular yeah, bean. One. Okay. It's been fun. It's been fun. Um, and. That's it, folks, isn't it? You want to say big any shout outs to anybody? Mm, oh, okay. yeah, the, the usual suspects who I chat to all the time. Hello. And it's been a bit quiet because I've just been moving boxes around, really, over the past sort of okay. week still. So Victoria's been moving her box. <laughs> big, big fish, little fish, boxing it up. <laughs> um, and not really. Fuck off now, really. That's it. Look at those nails. What's going on with you with your nails? Yeah, I thought I'd go Camilla Cabello. Blimey. Do you wow. like them? Nails shining like Christmas. Heels on six inches. I know. You I've just joined. It. I'm going to get Botox next. Who is that? That's, um, what's her name? Um, Do you like my Botox? Matilda, no. Yeah, that's lovely Botox. That's really realistic. <laughs> right. See you later then. Hang on. Have fun this weekend. It's Mabel. Mabel does that Let Them Know song that I like. Ciao. Bye, Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.